What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today's the first day of June, Monday, June 1st. Here's what you missed while you were just trying to wrap your head around everything that was going on this past weekend. All right, I might lose some subs over this, but here goes. Just one story today, so check it out. Listen, I didn't start this show to deliver sad news or even the most pressing relevant news. That's why I hardly talk about the vid. You already know those things. I say all the time, dodge the sad news, catch up with me, dodge the rest, catch up with Quest. But I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know what was happening this past week between the murder of George Floyd and the protests and the riots that ensued. But how, how can I have a news program and not talk about this past weekend? How can I provide a platform of educating and enlightening you if I'm holding back some from what's actually going on and giving you some of my own thoughts and my own concerns? How can I write the best words or say the right thing that really instills what's at the root of all of this? Honestly, I thought about it and I don't have to because you see the movement is named after the only thing that you should be taking away from all of this. It's plain and simple. Listen, if you weren't aware, black lives matter. Not more than others. That's not what it means. Yeah, all lives matter. But that's what we're saying when we say black lives matter. It means, hey, we're here. We're human. You should care about black lives as much as you care about other lives. What happened to George Floyd is gross. It's almost unforgivable, depending on your belief system, but it's definitely disgusting and disturbing, which is why the protest started up this week. Not only was this man killed in the street for no seemingly justifiable cause, but the officers were free from any prosecution at the time. But then, unfortunately, things got real violent. Now, there's stories ranging from all over the country. Some stating that the ones looting or inciting violence were really outsiders. We've heard from the president that they were far-left Antifa. And we've heard from some boots on the ground that they're far-right white supremacists. We heard from local elected leaders who initially said that everyone was an outsider. And then they corrected their stories and readjusted the numbers. No one knows yet what the final tally is, though. There's bolos out for them all. There was a woman that was arrested in New York that was definitely an out-of-towner. She's from the Catskills. She tried to throw a Molotov cocktail at a full police van. Luckily, it never lit and everyone was safe. She's definitely going to lockup por ser pendeja. But what we do know is that frustration is at an all-time high. Minneapolis set the tone. Other cities followed suit. Tensions grew. And this is where my personal frustration lies. Because I'll be honest, I'm completely against the looting. Destruction of property, monuments. Yes, these are just things. But as I heard earlier today, burning down your house because you're pissed at your neighbor doesn't really help the situation or help make your point. You might hear or see quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. saying something like, That a riot is the language of the unheard. But let's understand that he said this as an explanation of why people are acting out and what you were seeing on TV, but not a justification for it. Because 50 seconds later, 
He said this. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. Killer Mike was on camera in Atlanta. He said these words. It is your duty not to burn down your own house for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization, end quote. But see, there's my catch because on the flip, I can also appreciate the frustration level getting so high that you feel the only way anyone will listen is to make noise, lots of noise, burn it all to the ground. So then rationality sets back in and we begin to tell protesters, you know what, go about it a different way, do it peacefully. But then if we think back on it, well, Colin Kaepernick, basically shunned, removed from the NFL and his social life for peacefully protesting this exact same thing silently. But all people could think about was the flag and the anthem and all the other bullshit. And they ignored what he was saying. Stop killing my brothers and sisters and doing nothing about it. Now, let me be clear. I have love for law enforcement. I have many personal ties in law enforcement, family ties, local, state, and federal level. I know there are good people there. And we've heard some great stories. Police in Brooklyn kneeling down at the Barclays Center along with protesters. Or the sheriff in Flint, Michigan that marched alongside protesters and let them know that the police in their area love them and are there for them. Many, many more stories reported on this as well. But I also know that they too get frustrated. Internal politics and systemic problems within these organizations make progress move at turtle speed. It doesn't help when we have a president telling governors over the phone today that they're too soft, that they need to be, quote, more aggressive. You've got to arrest people. You have to track people. You have to put them in jail for 10 years and you'll never see this stuff again, Trump said. The harder you are, the tougher you are, the less likely it is that you're going to be hit with the movement, he continued. This is like dictator talk. This infringes on everything this country is supposed to stand for. I mean, he's already had a third tweet flag for inciting violence this past Saturday when he said any difficulty and we, the ultimate military, will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah, back to that racist phrase from the 60s. So, of course, emboldened, militarized local PDs go out and we start to hear story after story and see video clips posted online straight up showing excessive police force being used. In a few cases, warranted when they're under attack, in others, completely unjustified. It's honestly wild to watch. I'm just going through the clips and I feel like I'm watching another country. Shooting rubber bullets, swinging batons, running over with horses, our own citizens? At a couple points, live on MSNBC and other local news with absolutely zero provocation. Reporters getting arrested live on television. And so, you know, Amnesty International had to actually make a statement that eh, maybe dressing them up in military outfits isn't the best idea and may put them in a mindset that confrontation and conflict are inevitable. But honestly, my greater concern is the further sowing of division. 
I'll say that I'm proud of almost everyone that I know that have seen what has happened and are outraged at the Floyd situation. But this nation is broken and it has been. The problem is it's it's all been undercover and I'm worried that it's all going to get swept under the rug come next week when something else takes off our focus from these stories. Because honestly, right now, I'm not sure what the end game is. Sure, justice, but what does that mean? What, that all four cops get arrested? I mean, only one has been so far, but then what? Pins and needles until a conviction? But what happens then? What if we don't get it? What about the next time that it happens in Georgia or Florida or Montana or New York? How do we enable real action? Well, all-time leading scorer and current MVP of the President's Club, Barack Obama, of all people. Well, he wrote a pretty good post on social media today, and it's lengthy, so I, I can't quote it all, but I'll leave you with this part. Quote, ultimately, it's going to be up to a new generation of activists to shape strategies that best fit the times. Moreover, it's important for us to understand which levels of government have the biggest impact on our criminal justice system. A lot of us focus on the presidency only, but the elected officials who matter most work at the state and local levels. So the bottom line is this. If we want to bring about real change, then choice isn't between protest and politics. We have to do both. I've included two links below. I've added these to the show notes. One leads to a report and toolkit on 21st century policing. And the other is a dedicated site at the Obama Foundation to aggregate and direct you to useful resources and organizations. If going forward, we can channel our justifiable anger into peaceful, sustained, and effective action, then this moment can be a real turning point in our nation's long journey to live up to our highest ideals. Let's get to work. End quote. Man, that was solid. So... Peace, y'all. We'll talk tomorrow.